Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for our fabulous guest today, Beverly Nadler, her amazing daughter, Dr. Denise Nadler. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner with tips galore all outstanding guests that we love to feature you will find this show to be a terrific teacher great authors like ted siuba and bernie siegel awesome leaders that soar like an eagle beverly nadler with hands to your health home business opportunities to increase your wealth fun impersonations and improvisations add to the show's transformation broadcasting live across america and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe the chat room is open or else you can call your comments are welcome we appreciate them all want to change your life change your approach hire joyce berry to be your life coach and that was our friend ted siuba author of a multitude of extraordinary books who has been there helping us with our recordings and audio music all of the above and today we have a very timely topic Find peace in spite of everything, and that includes computer breakdowns. Right before the show started, this whole studio was in breakdown. No lights, no computer, moments before we were set to go live. So when we say in spite of everything, includes everything you're going through here, there, and everywhere. Beverly Nadler, I'm so glad you're with us in spite of everything. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. Yes, it was somewhat disconcerting when suddenly no one was there. And, of course, I didn't know what happened. So I'm glad you let me know and that you were able to correct it that quickly. So kudos for that. You know, in 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 the darkness, if we find the light, it all works out in the end. And here we are. So I'm delighted to be here because, as you said, this is a 
very timely subject. We live in an outer world, a world that's filled with calamity and crisis and catastrophes. And it may be that the only way that we can actually find peace is when we turn to our inner world. And basically, I'm going to be talking about uh, both worlds. Actually, the information I'll be sharing on this show is based on the three premises. And I'll explain after I tell you what those premises are, uh, more details about them. The first one is the oneness premise or oneness concept that everything is God, and therefore we are all units of or aspects of God. We're all part of the one, and that one is a capital O. And there is no separation between each of us and between us and the power that we call God or source or all that is or creator or whatever you call the power that brought this universe into existence and operates it according to law. Some of us are familiar with the butterfly effect and um, what that says in, in many different ways is um, when a butterfly uh, is, is in in, in Taiwan, it could be a change it, but anyhow, butterfly in Taiwan flaps its wings and there's an earthquake, you know, in uh, Kentucky or something. Um, it, what that means is that everything is connected, and the more we begin become aware of that connection, the more people that become aware of that connection, the more we will find peace, not only inner peace, but also outer peace. But right now, in this troubled world, we've got a way to go. And for those who are interested in finding peace in spite of everything, we will continue with the show. So the first premise, um, I want to quote uh, from an ancient Hebrew prayer, it's called the Shema, and it says, in English, it's, listen, Israel, the Lord, the God, the Lord is one, and it doesn't mean there is only one God, it means that God is everything, and therefore, we are part of that everything. So that's the oneness concept, and I will be giving more details on it shortly. The second is that we're all spiritual beings living in a physical world and in a non-physical world simultaneously, and these worlds are very, very different, as we will be discussing. And the third premise is that much of our suffering and our struggles and our pain is because we actually reject half of creation. And when I heard that statement, it was on a video broadcast of a Kabbalah lesson, I was literally awestruck. And what it means is that we reject the fact that it is, is a world, the world, the physical world we live in, a world of opposites. The law of polarity rules here. There is a positive and negative. It will always be that way. And as long as we reject half of creation, we will not find peace. So as I said, I will share these premises and explain all of them. But I do want to say this. For me, without the knowledge that I'm going to share today, there's no way that I could actually find peace. Oh, plenty of times of joy, of fun, of happiness, 
and we talk about that a lot on this show, how we can do different things in our life, think different ways, and enjoy the life. But inner peace is something else. It's something that you have regardless of what is going on, and it's not about make having more, buying more, seeing more, doing more. It's about something that goes on within because you are aware of the truth of who you really are and what this universe is all about. Wow, Beverly, uh, that's an awful lot in one breath. So you work on yourself a lot in the determination and realization of who you really are. Uh, I imagine you do that every single day. Every single day. There are quotes that I will uh, read over and over. Um, there, I do meditation, I do prayer, and I remind myself. That, I remind myself something that's very interesting. I, it's a little sign that I have, and it's from an a Indian saint named Brahma Nanda. And he said, the aim of life is to stop the mind from involvement with this world. Okay, now, what do you mean uh, involvement? We're living in it. How can we not be involved in it? What he's talking about is the inner involvement, the emotional thing. You know, like the Buddha says, do what you need to do, but leave the outcomes to, well, they don't use the word God, but you don't, you can't create the outcomes. Recognizing that we are part of the only thing that exists which we call God. Actually, the name God did not come about until, I don't remember which century. It might have been the 15th century. The word that's actually God uh, was not in any of the original um, biblical and and spiritual books. But it referred to uh, this form, this this being, this creation. Well, it's actually formless. And that's what I want to talk about, this formless thing out of which all forms come and then we we call that god but if we're actually um become more and more aware of the fact that we're a form within a formless it becomes much more meaningful you know ralph waldo emerson said within us is the soul of the whole the whole capitalized meaning what we call god the wise silence to which every part is equally related it is the eternal one, one, again, capitalized. Then the Upanishads, which is um, an ancient, sacred Indian text, said, know this, whatever exists, whatever exists in this world is of God. And then Samuel Taylor Coleridge used the word mind for what we call God, the same as Mira Baker Eddy from Christian Science did. He said, there is one mind, one omnipresent mind, meaning there is, just as the Hebrew prayer says, only one that exists, and that's the oneness concept that we're talking about. And from Bronson Alcott, I don't know whether he's related to the Alcott sisters who wrote such wonderful books, but at any rate, he said this, and I'm going to say it slowly so you can think about it. The universal spirit flows through every form of life, never losing its own essential life, yet assuming to the external sense 
every variety of manifestation without marring or fracturing the divine unity. In other words, everything that exists, every single form is actually a part of that oneness, that one mind. And uh, more recently, um, an author, Phil Ballstay, said it in a way that really means a lot to me because I teach about vibration. Every aspect of creation vibrates at a different frequency, producing the illusion of separateness, yet every element is part of an infinite, interconnected whole. David Schnall, who I don't know who he is, but he said something very mindful. You are a drop of God in a sea of God. Has an Hasidic wisdom, and Hasidic is um, a sect of mystical Judaism. All souls are one. Each is a spark of the original soul. And this soul is inherent in all souls. And finally... And when I say finally, I mean finally for what I'm sharing on the oneness concept is Paramahansa Yogananda, who came to the United States in the 40s and introduced self-realization, the concept and belief that who we really are is a part of this one. We really, and it, and it, and it is our aim to discover that and to live that way. So he said, you are a wave in the ocean of God's consciousness. And you, my dear, are an extraordinary health guru, spiritual guru as well. And one of the things you impart to our audience is how important it is, how valuable it is to listen to this show every day. And you do it in your words through amazing poetry that I would like to share with our audience. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, They're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. 
And, folks, we do ask that you participate with us in this endeavor. Simply go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com on the home page, on the upper left, right under my picture, it says follow. And simply by clicking on that, you become one of the thousands of people that follow us. And what happens in return is you will get emails about our show, our guests, our topics. You need not miss any of them because every show is archived, which means you have access to every show 24-7 eight years of shows. And on the upper right in the search bar on the homepage, if you put in, for example, Beverly Nadler, Ted Siuba, Bernie Siegel, all their shows will come up. I've named some of our favorite guests. All their shows will come up. If you put a topic in, like happiness, uh, summer safety, or anything connected to that will come up. So it's a very valuable resource. You can share it with your friends. You could send out emails. So once again, JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, and by all means, become a follower. You can also follow me, your host, Joyce Barry, on Facebook and Twitter, because all our shows are posted there as well. Back to you, Beverly. I'm so glad you said all of that, Joyce, because I want to say, and I'm not being prejudiced, though one might think I am, that this is probably the most important show that people can tune into to live a better life and find more peace (laughs) in a troubled world, because not just my shows, but all of your guests who contribute something really remarkable. So uh, I'm grateful to have had eight years and to continue for the next eight, <laughs> 18, 28, 80 years on this wonderful show. So thank you. Uh, and to continue, I want to give you a metaphor, a comparison. When I talk about all of these different forms that exist, when we go from, from the mineral stage of and to the plants and the animals and humans and all of the things that have been created, and we say it's all one, and you say, how could that be? It's got to be all separate. And I want you to think about your body, your body. You have one body, and yet in your body there are trillions of cells, and there are separations. We call it separation. You have a separate liver and a separate heart and separate lungs, and then you have feet and arms, and you have hormones going through. All of these individual things, but they're all part of one body. And using that as a comparison or as a metaphor, think of that, because we are all connected, and we are all part of the one. And years ago, long before I ever got involved in uh, the stuff that I'm involved in now, with all the spiritual parts, my father, who was not a particularly spiritual person at all, he just had this thing, this philosophical thought that came to him. He said, wouldn't it be interested interesting if we discovered that there's only one thing in the world and we're all part of that one thing and I thought wow sounds very philosophical and brilliant profound but I don't know what he's talking about and of course from some strange reason though he was not particularly spiritual he tuned into something that is absolutely the truth we are all one uh, one thing I want to reference here, because uh, I know 
you uh, I don't, we'll be quoting him already. We are human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And why that came to mind now, it's something our dear friend Michael Wyman always quoted all the time. That was his favorite quote. Michael has since passed. But it just brought to mind, since the show is so spiritual and connecting to peace and love, that I just had to think of Michael and wanted to share that with you all. Wonderful, because that was the next thing that I wanted to talk about, the fact that that's what we are. And that quote uh, came from a, originally a Jewish, Jewish site priest, mystic, and scientist. His name is Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, and he is the first one who actually made that statement. But there are many people making a similar statement in different ways. But the fact is... Most of the people who think of that and say that have not differentiated something that I was, for me, very important, and it came about through a metaphysical teacher and author named Colin Tipping. And what he said, though we are all one, we are humans living in a non-physical, we're physical, living in a non-physical world, we actually live in two worlds. And he called it the world of humanity and the world of divinity. And when I heard that terminology, or read it actually, and repeated it to myself, it explains the confusion and challenges in human life on planet Earth. Because many times we'll talk about everything is perfect, everything is wonderful. Yes, that's true in the world of divinity. And then we look outside and we see what's going on and we say, how could you ever say that? How could you even think that? This is very, very difficult to bring the two together unless we begin to understand the difference between the two worlds and that, yes, as human beings, as Michael shared with you, as human beings having human experience, we live in the world of humanity and the world of divinity. And the world of humanity is the world of conditions, of circumstances, of events, of things, possessions, behaviors, all of our human reactions, all of our emotions, our conditioning, our judgments, our opinions, all of this is part of the world of humanity. But here's something extraordinarily important, which I learned long ago, and it meant nothing to me at the time. It means so much to me now. The physical world is only 1% of the universe. 99% of the universe is non-physical, made up of helium and hydrogen. This comes from science. It's called the periodic table, and it's from chemistry. Now, years ago, I read in a book on Kabbalah, which I said before I think is Jewish mysticism, that we are only aware of 1% of what actually exists. That's what I read in this book, and that the rest is hidden. I didn't fully grasp what that meant at the time, but I do now. The 99% is the world of divinity. It is where things begin. It is where the source begins, source, the one begins, and then everything that comes into physical manifestation is part of the 
1%. I found that an extremely meaningful thing because the other 99%, hey, as we shift and change in consciousness, because while we're in form, in other words, while we're in this human body, we can only reach that part of that 99% through a shift in our own consciousness. Although I want to tell you that there are people, thousands of them, perhaps millions across the world who have had what are called near-death experiences, and they visited the world of divinity. And it feels like a world of divinity when we are at peace, when we are in good health, when things are going right. The test is always, what do we do when we're not in good health, when we are not having things go our way? And that's what today is about. Today is to find peace in spite of everything, not in spite of a particular thing in spite of everything, and that, folks, is the challenge. Because not only in our personal world, our family world, but we're also talking our national world, our global world. There is just so much stress, so much division, so much upset that it is indeed quite the challenge to find peace in spite of everything. Go ahead, proceed, Beverly, telling us how to do that. Well, part of it is to actually have the knowledge and the understanding of the things we're talking about today, recognizing that we are a part of the one, and the one can never die. So we never die. Not the, not the truth of who we are cannot die. And the biggest fear that people have, although I have heard that the biggest fear is speaking in public, but it's hard for me to believe that that's a bigger fear than the fear of death for most people, especially in the Western world. Not so much in the Eastern world, where they are much more in tune with an understanding that there is a life after our physical body um, leaves, or we leave our physical body. We leave our physical body. Uh, I wanted to mention that the, some of the people who have visited the world of um, divinity, I'm going to call it, they can call it heaven, um, they've gone to a different realm. They did not do this in their physical form. They were, for all intents and purposes, considered death. And the reason they call it a near-death experience is because they awoke and came out of it, and many of them have written about their uh, experiences in this world of divinity. And it's, there's a website, uh, if you want to Google near-death experiences, uh, you will find uh, that there's a tremendous amount of people. But the books that I've read, only some come back and um, write books about it. The first one that I read was from Damien Brinkley, um, and, and his was Saved by the Light, and he caught an interesting Kabbalah often refers to what we call God as the light. So because everything actually is made of light, different frequencies. And he, he actually um, had two deaths, <laughs> near deaths, by lightning. And he came back to tell us about it. And um, the most recent book I read 
um, is Proof of Heaven and the Map of Heaven by Dr. Eben Alexander, a neurosurgeon who did not believe in the afterlife until he visited it and he came back and wrote about it. And interestingly enough, Dr. Alexander has been a guest on Joyce Barry and Friends. Yeah, folks, I want to suggest you Google Eben E-B-E-N, Alexander, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. He's on our show, uh, The Map of Heaven. Uh, he has a few uh, best-selling books, and he's awesome. So check out E-B-E-N, Alexander, Proof of Heaven, Map of Heaven. Those are two of his best-selling books. You do want to uh, hear what he has to say. Go to our archives, E-B-E-N, Alexander, and the times he was on the show will come up. You can hear when he was on live with us. So you do want to check that out. And I want to second that because in today's troubled world, to realize that there is something else, this world, the, the, the physical world, the 1% is meant to have difficulties to meant to have opposites, that's the way it is. That's actually the third premise I'm going to talk about. But to know that there is something else, and it's not a matter of saying, well, you know, um, I'll just wait until I leave this planet and go there. While we're here, we are literally having the power, the God, the one expressing through us, exploring through us, experimenting through us, and it, it behooves us to enjoy this world. This is a big amusement park. God, we can call it God's amusement park. And yes, some of it is scary. But you know what's really fascinating? We love scary things. People go on these rides. I don't, by the way. But they go on these rides, roller coasters. It's very scary. They go into horror houses. They watch um, horror shows. So apparently there is a part of us that recognizes that the negative exists for a purpose and people actually enjoy it. But before I get into that, that third thing, I do want to say more about the fact that when you go to the other side, most of the people have written things that are very, very similar and very few have ever wanted to come back. So I'm not telling you to look forward to that time because I want to stay here in this life, this 1% as long as possible. But I am telling you that if you could, it's actually a shift in consciousness. And it's happened for me because I, like Joyce said at the beginning, I do a lot of work on myself, on my consciousness, also my physical body. I want to remain healthy. Um, and and um, to live in the knowledge that this is a place, the physical world, where I do what I do and I have what I have, but my true essence of who I am is that spiritual being. It is what Yogananda, Yoga Paramahansa Yogananda calls the self, capital with an S, and that's why his training is called self-realization, where you realize who you really are. And that doesn't happen just because I'm telling it to you, my suggestion is that you, if this interests you more than just a curiosity, 
that you get a lot more information. And there are many sources. One place to go is to the Center for Spiritual Awareness. The website is csa.com. Just go to that website and you will find it free. There's talks by, not by Dr., by Paramahansa Yogananda, but by his very last disciple, Roy Eugene Davis, who recently passed away but left such an incredible legacy. There are free, so many things that you can get on that site that are absolutely free to you. And it will help to shift the consciousness which believes in the external world and believes that this is all there is to begin to see things in another way, which is where inner peace comes from. It does not come from all of the things that we do on the outside. That can bring us some limited joy and happiness and fun, but inner peace comes from the inside. Well, I want to second it. Go to csa.com, Center for Spiritual Awareness, and another website I'm highly recommending while you're at it is to go to beverlynadler.com, N-A-D-L-E-R. Check out her website with so much information on health, the books she's written. Beverly, you want to say something briefly about your site? Yeah, to learn, while we're here in both worlds, uh, we need to understand how to live as human beings in this physical world. And my website is all about that, with a lot of touches onto the spiritual, but it's primarily how to live, how to be healthier, how to be happier, how to um, really engage your, your spiritual life, what to do, what to have, a lot of research there, and also fun things like my poetry. And as Joyce referenced, my books, uh, Vibrational Harmony is one that explains the laws of the universe that we need to understand while we live in this physical world of humanity. Those those laws apply, and um, we have a wonderful forward uh, written by, oh, who was it written by? Oh, it was written by Joyce, yes. Wonderful forward for our vibrational harmony. Uh, folks, if you believe that it's something you should check out, com or Joyce Barry and Friends.com, my question to you is when are you going to get around to that? Please don't tell me you'll get around to that someday, because if that is what your thought is, I wrote this for you. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. 
I became very sure that something was wrong. No, someday on my calendar all along, I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me it was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, Someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? And that is the $64,000 question. If not right now, when? And if you ran to your calendars and you checked it out, I am certain you will not find someday in any calendar, anywhere, anytime. All there is is now. And one of the things on being at peace is to find that peace, that joy, in spite of everything in that moment. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right here, right now. Uh, One of the most popular topics these days is mindfulness. So that is all about that uh, uh, philosophy in the moment is all that exists, mindfulness. Check that in our archives. There's lots of shows on that. Okay, Beverly, back to you. You're so so right, Joyce, in everything that you've said. Uh, I just I'm going to go on to the third uh, premise, but first I want to reinforce some of the things that I, we've been talking about. Sai Baba. Indian mystic, he's now passed on, but still has millions of followers all over the world, said, I am God, and you are God. The difference between us is that I know it, and you do not. Very, very profound statement. Another statement um, is from the foremost um, scientist of the 20th century, and he said, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Now, what did he mean by that? I mean, what do you mean it's an illusion? And, you know, the Indian mystics use the word maya a lot, M-A-Y-A, and that is another word for illusion. And it means that it's not the world of reality. It's only 1%. The world of reality is what Colin Tippin calls the world of divinity. The world of reality is hidden from us, but it's the world in which we create. It's the world in which we can move in consciousness, and it does require knowledge, understanding, because when you hear it the first time, um, even the second, maybe even the tenth, some of these things sound so way out, so 
much in not in harmony with the way most people think and it isn't the way most people think it is the way some people who and some of whom have become masters who have achieved self-realization who have become true kabbalists which is basically the same thing enlightenment buddhas people who have actually reached that but there are many people who are on this path looking for this to happen and i'm going to say this is the age of aquarius if you remember the show hair there's a song the age of aquarius the age of aquarius is the age of knowledge it means that it is time for us to not just be involved with the things of the senses not just be involved with possessions and having more and getting more and going places but to actually go into and understand the world in which we truly live or should i say the worlds in which we truly live I'm going to go to our studio lines for a moment. Nathaniel, you've been with us even before the show started. Do you have a comment or a question or something you want to share with our guest? Nathaniel. Hello. Yes. uh, Hi, how are you? We're fine, but time is limited. Is there anything you want to share or ask? Well, this is the best show I think I've listened to all year. This is very, very informative. Thank you very much for having a your great guest. Um, I know I kind of thought you might have been involved in Palm Hans or Yoga Donna by listening to you. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know. You don't do readings at all, do you? I, Oh, if you're talking about the readings, you're not talking about me or my guest today. You're talking about Peter Marks. And, yes, he does do free on-air readings. And that's going to happen at some point next week. Uh, so uh, Peter Marks, just just look for him. He's our, our spiritual psychic. And if you're waiting for him, I'll pass that along. Oh, great. Hey, you know, are you from Queens? Is that where you're from? Because I think I sent somebody a friend requesting Beverly Nader. Uh, I'm from uh, New York I City. I was from Queens until I moved to Connecticut, yes. Okay, well, I picked the right, uh, I picked the right Beverly then. So I, I did send you a friend request, and thank you so much for, um, uh, you know, it's been uh, very interesting. If you would put a couple of the things that you said about the show in writing and send it to Joyce, it would be wonderful, because the more people see uh, and read things that tell them why they should be listening, because we do a number of spiritual shows, also do a lot on the body, mind, and of course she has many other wonderful guests. That would be great, and I'm I'm sure Joyce would appreciate it, and so would I. Yeah, and Nathaniel, you could post that in my Facebook page, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. You can post it there. You can post it in Twitter, Joyce Barry. Uh, you can, that would be another place where I will see it. So thank you for being a loyal listener. I know it's years. I always appreciate our friends, our listeners. And we're starting to get close to the end of the show. So thank you for being with us and the wonderful comments. Yeah, I might even try to re-listen to this show. It's been so good. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So we're going with the third reason for our unhappiness and suffering, and that is what I said at the very beginning, you may remember, is that we reject one half of creation. We have the 
incorrect false belief that only positive or what we call positive where there is positive people, things, events, and conditions that exist. And that's not possible. We're living in a world of humanity and the law of polarity, one of the universal laws that, by the way, I wrote about in Vibrational Harmony, the book, and I talk about on this show, and you can find it in the archives. Several times we talk about it because it's so important. Because when we don't understand that and things go wrong, and when I say wrong, not the way we want them to, or there are catastrophes and there are crises and there are things that happen that are very traumatic. And when that happens and we say it's not supposed to be that way, it's not true. It's supposed to be exactly the way it is. We don't run the world. We are part of this creator we are part, and we could say, and many people have said, we create our lives, and in a sense we do, because we have within us all of the characteristics of this one creative power, and that is omnipotence. It is the, the, the knowledge deep buried within us. It is omnipresence. Omnipresent. How is it that people across the miles? suddenly tune into each other and realizing, oh, I was just going to call you, or that we recognize something that happens before it actually happens. That is that ability and, of course, omnipotence being all-powerful. Now, we're in a limited form, so all of our power cannot be expressed, but the more we recognize what we are, who we are, and that we live in only 1%, and it is consciousness that brings us to the other 99%, or at least on the way to that, so that we can actually fulfill what we want to fulfill in this life as human beings. And I want to say something about the word human. H-U was the first known word for what we call God. H-U, so God, man, it's right there. But let me go with the third reason, um, that false belief. Uh, it's not possible in a world of humanity to have everything the way you like it. Two teams are playing football. They both want to win. One team wins. What is it, God didn't like the other team? I mean, this is the way things work in this world. The opposites are always there. We have big and little. We have light and dark. We have up and down. We have wealth and poverty. We have health and disease. It all exists, and it's for us as humans learning more about being human, learning more about who we really are, to work with these opposites. We see it in our bodies, metabolism. The old cells are dying. New cells are being born. We see it in forest fires, and certainly we can't say, oh, that's wonderful, but the truth is that what happens after the forest fire is that there is wondrous, extraordinary new growth that happens, even though while it's happening, we cannot say, oh, that's wonderful. And I don't expect anyone in this human world to say that. One of the examples given in a Kabbalah thing that I was watching, which literally shocked me, he talked about the tsunami 
and um, I forgot how many people, but there were hundreds of thousands of people who had died. And he said, it's a calamity. There's, there's no way we could look at it as anything else. It's an absolute calamity, catastrophe. He said, but for those people who got to rebuild that whole area, all those construction people, thousands of people, it was probably the best thing that had ever happened to them in 10 years. So, yeah, it's kind of scary to look at it that way because we're not used to it, but it is the truth. And even Viktor Frankl, who came out of the Holocaust, who wrote a book on, on the meaning, meaning, man's search for meaning, that incredible book, which has been translated into almost every single language and is one of the most popular books in the entire world, came out of that dreadful experience. So somehow, when we, and most of us do not have to go through things that difficult. We really do not. We look at something the day, you know, you could have 25 good things that happen to you in a day. When I say good, they're pleasing, they're pleasant, but one thing goes wrong. Oh, I got the wrong change, or oh, look what happened. Somebody bumped into my fender. Hey, we forget about the other 25. So it is time to recognize that we live in a world in which both things happen, and we have the ability, humans, man gods, to be able to figure, okay, how do I handle that now? So I'm going to um, uh, give you some of the quotes written by people um, from, again, the past and the present. And one of them that I thought was really cool, because we don't think of her particularly as a spiritual person, she said, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. And that was Dolly Parton. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Uh, something from an author whose name I don't know, but he said, look beyond the illusory. In other words, the illusion of negative aspects of an event, and you may discover the golden, hidden nugget of divine wisdom. And I can tell you the people, I know people, including myself, by the way, who have had dreadful experiences that they would never wish on themselves or anyone else, and yet came out of that saying, as a result of that, something happened that totally transformed my life and totally gave me a new understanding, and I would not trade it for anything. So adversity has the effect of eliciting talents, which in prosperous circumstances would have lain dormant. That's an ancient philosopher, Horace, who said that. The problem is not that there are problems. The problem is expecting otherwise and thinking that having problems is a problem. And that's Theodore Isaac Rubin. And from Susan L. Taylor, in every crisis there is a message. Crisis is nature's way of forcing change breaking down old structures, shaking loose negative, undesired habits so that something new and better can take their place. I'm so thinking about new and better. I just want to say that perhaps it's time you think of getting a mentor or a coach if you want to get out of uh, what's comfortable in your comfort zone and reach to better things. 
Uh, for those of you who may not know, I am a life coach, have been for decades. I'm a master coach, which is to say I coach other coaches. My official website is Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E dot com. And I suggest you go to that. You'll find all kinds of information about our different seminar programs, speaking engagements, and most importantly, the testimonials from all over the country of people where we did make a difference, whether individually or collectively. Let me share just a few. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of our clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyceinator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Will, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you could handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? Are you kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. And folks, in the subject line, put coach. Uh, and you can put fine piece so I'll know, coach dash fine piece, so I'll know it's the fine piece show that directed you to send me that email. And by putting coach, I'll be happy to give you a free consultation to see if coaching is the right thing for you. Just know that I can do it nationally all over the country via the telephone, the good old-fashioned telephone. So I do invite you to let me know that it's something that may interest you. And I love working with people individually as much as I do in a worldwide audience. Okay, so Beverly, what is your concluding message? Know who you are. Do whatever you need to do to discover it. Read what you need to read. Go to the website I recommended before and have much more peace by recognizing that you are truly a part of all that exists and recognizing also that the, the law of, of opposites exists. And we will do a show uh, specifically about the law of polarity because it is something that really does trouble people and understandably so but we have a lot of information we can share on that subject with you and I'm going to say it's wonderful to have you listening to us and hearing these things and hopefully you will do what Joyce suggested you will not wait for someday because it doesn't exist it is now 
Now, do you have a poem for today's show? I have a poem that reflects particularly what I'm talking about as a spiritual being, and it's called To What Do I Aspire? You ask me, to what do I aspire? You ask, what is my deepest desire? What is it that fills my heart with delight? I'll tell you, it is to see the light. It is to satisfy my soul. It is to reach my highest goal. It is to know the one reality without the illusion of duality. Yes, it is for self-realization. That is my true destination, to experience the game of life without getting caught in fear and strife, to enjoy this three-dimensional game and treat all lessons and blessings the same, to experience life's many sensations, to know positive and negative are all part of God's creation, to see beyond the myths and the lies, to have certainty that no one ever really dies, to know the truth that sets us free, that as souls we live in eternity, and then when all is said and done, to rejoice in knowing I am part of the one. Yes, you are part of the one, the one and only. Thank you for another great show, another whole round of incredible information such that it makes a a major difference. So, folks, when are you going to implement that which you learned from this show? When are you going to look up the websites we recommended? When are you going to go to the next step? And my question is, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? So, folks, I do truly wish you a world of peace, joy, happiness, fun. We wish that for you, our esteemed guest today who chose that topic. So that is our profound wish. 
And at the same time, we invite you to pay it backwards, pay it forward, share the show, go to our archives. You can hear any show 24-7. Just click on what resonates with you. You can download them. You can play it in your car. You can multitask. Do share it. And we thank you for being a loyal listener. We thank you for the, the phone calls. We thank you for the emails to let us know that we have been making a difference. So on that note, we want to invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us as well. And you can do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. Thank you, and God bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. <laughs> and folks, I just want to share that we do appreciate our loyal listeners. And as such, I want to leave you all with this special prayer. May yesterday be the last day the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more Money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. And I'm all for miracles. And may every day be brightened up with the next miracle. Thank you for listening. Do listen again tomorrow. <laughs>